Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. I am Joel Cantalamessa, founder of RamNation.com. This is a special episode of the Ram Nation Radio podcast. It's funny, this is um, recording this Saturday afternoon, and uh, Friday afternoon, Mike Rowe and I recorded our first podcast in over a month. We had both kind of been busy with summer vacations and other conflicts, so we took about a month off. And we were just getting back on the horse because there's a lot of CSU news to talk about, uh, especially with some of the COVID-related allegations from a couple days ago. So we recorded it, had a great conversation, covered a bunch of topics, and uh, went to dinner. I was going to come home after dinner and then uh, edit all the, the podcasts and get it out. And in between the time that we went to dinner, we had Joe Parker's statement come out. And, and then shortly thereafter, the ESPN story came out. And I'm sure you've all heard the story uh, by now, unless you've got your head under a rock, which I wish mine was at this point. But uh, it's not a good time for CSU fans. Um, Joe Parker came out with a statement that basically said that he's been made aware of some uh, racism and verbal abuse within the football program that he's been uh, that he had went and talked to. President Joyce McConnell about, and they both decided it's best to shut down the football program indefinitely until they can have an investigation and see what the heck's going on. So that was not great news. And then shortly thereafter, ESPN came out with a story kind of mentioning all this and actually put a name to one of the the people that, uh, that made the claim. And that was a former star quarterback, Anthony Hill, from the early uh, 1990s. He was also the Player of director development or director of player development under Mike Bobo, uh, he was let go about a month and a half into uh, Coach Adazio being here, um, and so Anthony had some some comments to ESPN. Um, and what's funny about that is back in April when I wanted to do and we were restarting these podcasts after taking a few years off, uh, Anthony's one of the first guys I wanted to talk to, um, and. When I reached out to him, he said he wasn't in a great place regarding CSU. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, he just didn't want to share. Um, and, you know, he was willing to come on a podcast, but there was a lot of things he didn't want to talk about. And so we ultimately decided uh, that, you know, when he's ready, he can do that. Uh, and then he did join us with, you know, a bunch of his teammates a few weeks later. And he intimated on that call that there were some issues in the athletic department, things he didn't agree with, but never really got into specifics publicly. He told me a few things, but... Uh, I was as surprised as anybody when the level of stuff that came out in his quote in, in the ESPN article. Uh, and when I saw it, I was like, wow, I guess Anthony was ready to tell the story. I reached out to him and, and, and texted him that and, and said, yeah, I guess you were ready. And he said, actually, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't ready. But ESPN reached out. Uh, uh, this other outlet reached out to him. Um, so anyway, he, he said he was surprised that there were he was the only one quoted in this particular story because there is another article coming out which he said is coming out, and I'm assuming it's the Colorado one. Uh, Kevin Lytle said they've been working on it for a while. Uh, I'm assuming that's the one Anthony's referencing, but uh, he said there's, a, there's quite a few people that, uh, that, that have brought some of these accusations to light. So um, he didn't get into a lot of specifics, but anyway, he was willing to come on with the po- on a podcast with me and uh, talk through some of the questions. I've, I asked a lot of the questions that I'm seeing on Ram Nation. I know people are upset with him uh, because of things that, that he's saying about the about uh, all of our alma maters, and uh, that's never pleasant. Um, some of the things he's saying are not good. Um, it's not 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 good news. Um, I wanted to give him the forum to to speak, 
and to to give us a little more insight into where he was coming from with those comments in the paper or in the ESPN article. I wanted to ask him some specific questions from the people that are throwing darts at him on social media and on Ram Nation uh, to kind of be that uh, go-between. So a lot to unpack. I got I to gotta forewarn you. And while he doesn't get into specifics, I think he's um, very sincere in where he's coming from. I don't think he takes his comments lightly. He knows the damage it caused, but I think he's hopeful that it will actually lead to goodness at CSU. Um, he takes shot at, shots at Joe Parker, Adazio. Um, and so uh, I'll let you interpret it the way you want. Before I get into that, just let me uh, let me just say that this this podcast is sponsored by Mighty River Brewing Company. Uh, they were really cruising along well before all this COVID stuff hit. Um, they're struggling like anyone else, but they're 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 hanging in there, um, and they've got a wonderful facility, awesome beer. Uh, just drink uh, a lot of beer yesterday that that Dan Miller had given us, uh, Mike and I, uh, for our podcast, and uh, just this handcrafted beer. Uh, they got about 12 on tap, 12, 14 on tap, something there up at, uh, in Windsor. I really highly encourage you to visit them, um, and support them. Great. Dan and Christine Miller, uh, are the, are the tag team owners of that place. And, uh, they're big time Ram boosters, Ram fans, Ram nationers. So, uh, support them as sponsors of this podcast. Now here's my conversation with Anthony Hill. I guess to kind of set this up for people who are listening, um, you know, I asked you what a couple months ago, wanted you to be one of my very first podcast guests when I restarted the podcast back in April-ish, and uh, you said you'd be happy to do it, but you really weren't in a good place with CSU at that point. Um, you had been let go just a couple of months prior. Uh, you didn't want to, you weren't really ready to air your dirty laundry uh, on your story publicly at that point, um, but you did join us, a, you know, a couple weeks later with a, a bunch of your old teammates. Um, and you hinted at a little bit of your disgruntlement, but didn't really talk about any specifics. Well, last night, Joe Parker issues this release, uh, this statement saying that there's been allegations of racism, and verbal abuse in the football program, and that he and Joyce McConnell are suspending football operations while they're going to conduct an investigation. And then shortly thereafter, I go to dinner and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, there's <laughs> uh, the story from ESPN with quotes from you. And uh, and I'll read the, the quote in the excerpt uh, in just a minute and get your comments. But I want to ask you, because my first thought when I read that story was, wow, Anthony's was finally ready to tell the story. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case. It sounds like they contacted you. You know, the interesting thing is I still I felt like I still wasn't ready to go forward just yet, uh, you know, with my side of the story. And but. I also feel like, you know, that I've got an obligation and a duty to uh, share what's been going on. A lot of people behind the scenes, former players that I've spoken to, they kind of know already um, what the issues are and a lot of a lot of the a lot of the issues. And but you know, the masses don't know. And um, you know, like I said, it, it's not something that I went out there and tried to. Uh, you know, uh, get out in front of or anything like that. It just, I was contacted and I'm, and I'm, while I'm not going to back away from the situation because I didn't create it, I, I was trying to help CSU do the right thing and, and, and get ourselves back to where we want to be, where we should be. And I wasn't listened to. So you can blame those folks 
over there um, that 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 my my letter to them fell on deaf ears. Well, let me read this excerpt from ESPN and, and get, get get your comments. And, and to give background, everybody knows that you were the former star quarterback back in the early 90s. Uh, you joined the football staff under Coach Bobo in 2015 uh, as the director of player development. You held that position for, I don't know, a little bit of a crossover with Adazio, maybe a month, 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 a uh, little more yeah. than a month. Uh, yeah, and then, a, yeah, a month and a half. Okay. So then, according to the ESPN story, you felt that you were terminated following Coach Adazio's hiring as head coach back in December because you had had expressed some concerns about him. Um, and then as a follow-up to being let go, the report in his ESPN said that you had conversations or you wrote an email or a letter to Joe Parker about a lack of pay for African-American coaches on the staff, uh, that you had concerns about nepotism that when Coach Dazio hired his son and then Urban Meyer's son-in-law. Um, you know, Urban, Urban Meyer was an advisor during the coaching search, um, as you know. Uh, and then the report goes on to say, um, about it talks about your letter and it quotes what she said in the these were her words she said it described a harmful culture your letter described a harmful culture suggesting that you had witnessed racially insensitive comments under Mike Bobo and worried about a similar environment under Adazio and here's what the, the exact quote was that she said I'm more con and you wrote this to Joe Parker I'm more concerned with I'm more concerned about your conduct in allowing CSU athletics to become an environment where coaches can exhibit toxic masculinity, as well as make racially insensitive comments of black players on your watch. Uh, and then also bring in a new head football coach who tells the graduate assistants within days of knowing them that he doesn't give an F about their feelings is contradictory to being committed to the holistic development of student athletes and crafting a culture where students thrive. That's kind of Joe's um, mission statement in, in the athletic department. So there's a lot to unpack there, obviously, but I want to start with um, the initial claims of like the, the racially insensitive comments that you uh, that you had talked about. And it sounds like those dated back to the Bobo era. Can you tell us anything about that? You don't necessarily need to name names if you don't want to, but if, are there some specifics that you can kind of give people a, a reference to? Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, there's, there's more, there's at least another article coming out pretty soon here. Um, that I took part in myself and a bunch of other people. Uh, so it wasn't just me. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, th th there's an article that's coming out that's going to kind of spell some of that stuff out. I'd pro probably rather wait to speak on that stuff until after that article comes out. Um, well, you know, I know you said that there was another article coming out with a bunch of other people, but you thought that this, this last article the ESPN wrote, you were surprised that you were the only one commented. That, that was quoted in it. So you you thought that there were other people that have been speaking out as well. Yes. And so that, that part kind of threw me back. Uh, um, I've been told that there were, <laughs> there's a lot of people speaking. So uh, now I now understand why, um, in, in their eyes, why they would have my, you know, my comments in there, which I, and I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. I just surprised that it wasn't, more folks, but it looked to me like it was kind of a little quick blurb that they were putting out, um, you know, maybe to, to just to get it out there, and then they're going to do a more extensive deal later. It's, what, it's the way it felt to me. Right. I know you don't want to speak about any specifics that you saw until this other thing comes out. That's that's perfectly fine. 
I assume, and you mentioned there's other people talking about it. You weren't the only one to witness these. Um, so are these other people, people that were in the program when you were that, that also witnessed the same things with the previous staff? Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's plenty of people to, that can attest to the things that are, that are going to come out. So that's not, you know, I, I won't run from it. I ain't hiding from it. The people that, uh, you know, committed the offenses are the ones that's got to answer to it, not me. Right. Um. So the article said that you had a concern, you know, obviously you, you'd mentioned that you'd witnessed some things in the bubble era. The article said you had concern um, that you were worried about a similar environment developing under Adazio. What, what made you think that? Cause that's kind of, that's a, that's a, a significant jump to say, yes, this was happening under Bobo. Um, I'm worried that it might happen under Adazio. What were red flags that made you think, or what did you, did you see some things that said, yes, this is, here we go again. What can you say about that? I've been in this profession long enough to have seen a lot of crap. And um, the climate that we're in now uh, across the country, the racial tension and everything, um, this is not anything new for anybody that looks like me to have gone through. So, I, you know, when I speak about it, I know there's a, there's a lot of people that know what I'm talking about. So there's plenty of there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of things out there that 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 happen that, and that happen in the coaching profession. That's just there's no place for it, but but there's no there's no recourse. Like like if I see something that's wrong, what can I do to what can I do to stop it? If it's a racially racially insensitive comment, do I tell a coach? And I'm not even a coach. Do I tell a coach, hey, man, you can't do that and um, <laughs> and watch myself get walked right out of the door? Or do I, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, it, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard pill. And you got to, at some point you got to make a decision. You know, how, where do you want to be in, in all this? And it got to the point for me, um, once, once, once I reached out to Joe Parker, before the coaching search happened to try to give him some information and um, on on what a lot of people around here expect in the next head coach. You know, and after he totally blew it off and never responded to me, um, that pissed me off. And, and once I was pissed, um, you know, I, now, I, now I've got to just deal with, with whoever you bring in the door. And, um, you know, it, it turned out to be Adazio, and within a month and a half, he showed me and, and anyone else around that office who he was, and I saw nothing different than, you know, the way it's played out um, in this profession all over the country. And so there was just there was just a lot of stuff that, just a lot of red flags that I saw, and I spoke with you about having seen those before. In, in the last podcast and so um you know I, other than just directly talking about it which i don't want to necessarily do right now um until the until the articles come out or whatever um it just it, it wasn't i knew where this was going <laughs> it was it was as plain as day it, it was pretty clear and 
by evidence of the the, the people that will speak in the in the uh, in the articles, then you'll see what I'm talking about. I got to press this a little bit just because, I mean, if you and maybe that will be revealed in this article, but if if you saw some. So it's a, again, you 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 said that it was evident that it it could develop into something with this coaching staff. Uh, I know you specifically talked about um, that Coach Adazio had denigrated some of the grad assistants. Um, what what else did you see from him though? Because um, you could you could probably just say, okay, that's part of a hard hard nosed demeanor. He's just that kind of way. Um, but yeah. but alleging the the racism aspect of it is is a bigger step, obviously. So, um, how, how can you be comfortable in, in making that claim with him? Um, and maybe you can't speak about it right now, but do you have particulars that you were able to say, this is what I saw, uh, Joe Parker, this is what happened. This is a racially insensitive, or this is racism. Are those, are there components that, that there's actual proof out there, um, that you witnessed, or is this kind of just your, you're surmising this based on a variety of factors. It's, it's me coming to a conclusion based on what I see okay. and what I have seen in the past. And so it was, it was pretty evident. Like I said, he showed me who he was. I knew who he was. I, I never, you know, I, I, we were supposed to, everyone on the staff was supposed to meet with this guy when, when he came in as the new coach. He said that to all of us. In the, in the initial meeting yet I was I was terminated before I ever met with him so that's part of me saying he showed me who he was right mm -hmm. I you know you, you and, and then in the meeting with him we talked about specific things that I had spoken to him about briefly in the past in passing and you know he he basically lied to my face about it so so again within within the short amount of time that i knew him i i only knew negative things from what i was seeing so that's what i'm basing this on i didn't i didn't see any particulars because there weren't any you know we weren't around uh players very much uh at that time so i don't know i don't know if any of the particulars about racial insensitivity with him specifically uh but, but just I saw other things that right. told me that, you know, everything that um, I had gathered about him and what he has showed me more importantly was uh, was true. And that's what I kind of wanted to clarify, because your quote that was specific to, the, to ESPN doesn't ever say that you saw anything related to racism with Coach Adazio or the staff. You did you did say you saw it previously. Um, but you, it, it this article, the, the author was basically using her own words and saying that you were fearing a, a similar culture. She didn't necessarily say that that meant racism. That it may have just may have meant a culture of people not being treated fairly or whatever that may be. So I, I know that there's a lot of people on both sides of the fence here, and there's people that are angry that that was accused of the coaching staff. I know that someone uh, the offensive coordinator or not offensive coordinator running backs coach came in the defense of coach Adazio last night and said, in no way is, is he this person? Um, so, you know, I, I, I just want to kind of make that divide there because you didn't necessarily say that there was racism by this new staff. 
um, but you have pointed out there are other issues. So anyway, I, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. But here, here's the other thing that I'm seeing a lot of, Anthony. Um, well, it, oh, it's just sour grapes. He was let go. It's human nature. People are going to be upset. Um, of course, he's going to speak out or, or think negatively of a coach. What, what do you say to those comments? I say, sure, you got a right to say that. That's fine. Um, bottom line for me is, again, I reached out to try to help the issue. My whole my whole idea was, how do we get back on track? Like, I'm sick of having conversations with alums who are all pissed. Like, I don't I don't have conversations with any that are not pissed about what's going on there, and so I'm sick of those conversations. So my my thought was, how can I help this situation how can before we make another mistake how could i how could i help out and get this thing on the right tracks and that's why i reached out to joe parker and he did not respond and so then myself and all the alums and all the fans that love csu are forced to accept that coach adazio is the best fit for what we for the situation we were in nobody will be able to believe that and agree with that. I'm sorry. So so for those people that think it's sour grapes, that's fine. You got a right to your opinion. And that's that's cool. But ask ask around about me. I'm not, you know, that's not my character. Um I've always been about the players at CSU and getting that program where it should be. And everything outside of that is noise. So you know if, if you're going to blindly support, that's fine. I guess they need those those folks, too. <laughs> and, uh, and and that's your choice. But my, my bottom line is I'm a, I'm a CSU alum, former employee, uh, you know, former player. Just, I mean, I love the place. So I'm trying to make sure that everything is done the right way. And I see people in positions of leadership that are running my program into the ground. And exactly what I told Joe Parker hit face to face in a meeting, which a meeting where he fired me and not the head coach, which is really strange. Um, I told him face to face that he's going to run this program into the ground because of who he brought in here. And, you know, that he needs to man up and take responsibility and and get this program going in the right direction. And that's what it is. So. So you've mentioned a couple different times that you've reached out to Joe Parker. What were the time frames on those? So it sounds like before Adazio was hired, you wanted to speak about what you'd seen, uh, how we can make the right hire, those kind of those kind of conversations. And when else? What what were the what were the conversations you had? What time frames were the ones that you had specifically with Joe? Literally, the, the first conversation that I tried to have with Joe was the day that. He came in the, the staff meeting the day he fired Bobo, and the rest of the staff was in that office. He came in and told us all if we had questions or concerns to give him a call. And that day, that day, I left him a message and just wanted to, you know, give him the particulars that I thought he needed to have for going into the search uh, from a from a, an employee's perspective, from a former player's perspective, and just for somebody that cares about CSU that's, that's invested, I tried to give him that perspective, and he blew me off. 
So, um, you know, I, I don't know what I was supposed to do from there. That was the first attempt. Um, tried uh, texting him after that to try to uh, get some FaceTime. I, you know, went up to his office and I knew at, at one point once it, once he started into the process of the search, he wasn't going to be around very much. And so, tried to go up and see him a couple times and he wasn't there. So, you know, what are you going to do? He doesn't return your call and he's not around. And I, then I'm forced to just accept whatever the decision is. So, and, I, and obviously I wasn't the only one that wasn't happy with it, but. Right. And, and so related to your conversations with Joe, um, when you, when you talked about some of the things you witnessed under coach Bobo's staff, when you were an actual coach um, with that staff, and you were witnessing these things. Did you ever bring up any of the stuff that you saw with Joe then, or, or did you not feel comfortable with doing that as as an employee, or you know? That, well, I, let's just say Joe Joe knew full well what was going on there. It was everything that happened there. Um, I expre- I spelled out a lot of things in my letter to him that I you know knew about and. He expressed even back to me in response that, you know, he knew about a lot of these things and, you know, uh, he he was going to address them or had already addressed them is what he said. And if that's the case, then why are we where we are right now still? Well, so just a few days prior to when this story broke um, yesterday, uh, just a couple days prior to that, we had... um, some anonymous sources, which Colorado and said was up to 10, including players and training staff that claimed that coaches were suggesting players should not report their, if they had COVID symptoms, uh, they weren't required to quarantine in a similar fashion to other programs on campus. Some weren't wearing masks, they said. Um, and, and, and one comment even suggested that the athletic department was hiding case numbers to health workers in the state. Um, do you think that these COVID allegations are completely separate um, or tie into the kind of your report. I guess what I'm getting at is there seems to be an awful lot of this stuff, uh, these hits coming at once. And it certainly causes um, you to pause and wonder, is there really a legit widespread problem that runs rampant through this athletic department? Or is this a handful of, in the case of the COVID issue, you know, a few disgruntled players who are acting out in frustration for whatever reason, or, or does this kind of indicate there might be something systemic, uh, a broad issue going on with athletics, in your opinion? To me, it's clearly a systemic thing. And I wrote about that in my letter to Joe. Um, systemic issues that he's allowed to, um, to, to continue without appropriately addressing them, in my opinion. And their cause for you know, the culture to be poor. Um, you know, if, if you're one of those student athletes that's being mistreated and nothing's being done, the adults aren't taking care of the kids. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. And how do, how do you, you know, there's a reason why the, you know, there's, there's good enough players for us to win. There's a reason why we're not, in my opinion. And that has to do with the culture 
more than anything else. And that culture starts from the top down. And um, when it's when things are not fair or equitable in a player's eyes, then you ain't, you ain't gonna get the best out of that player. I'm sorry, I've been doing this long enough to know that. And when you don't get the best out of that player, then that permeates throughout the team. And so you, you're gonna have factions of guys that you're getting the most out of, and they're maximizing their potential. And then there's, you know, there's all these little different factions within the team, and that's you get all this splittering. And you know, it, it's pretty clear. When you watch us play the last few years, we're not, we're not, you know, the, the, the symmetry is not there. It's just not there. And as a guy that played on that 94 team and saw all kinds of symmetry and, and synergy and just great chemistry, we're far from that. And, and, and unless we deal with, um, you know, the leadership in the organization um effectively we're 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 spinning our wheels so anthony thanks for sharing that you've seen five different coaching staffs several athletic directors at csu how have the different regimes dealt with like issues that we're hearing about now were they always were they always there or is it just that yeah and that and that things were um a lot more you the people a lot more comfortable in speaking out about these these things that we're seeing now, or was it not the case over time? Like, did you experience this as a player? Um, it'd be naive for me to say that stuff hasn't gone on, hasn't always been going on. I, I'm, you know, I'm smarter than that. Um, you know, whether whether a lot of that stuff happened to me or not, um, as a player, is one thing. But I know guys that I played with that had issues um, within the within the <laughs> athletic department and, and within the program um, specifically. So I've, I've, there's always been stuff um, is the answer to that. I mean, there's always been issues. There's always been, and, and you know, of course, 100 plus guys, there's, there's you know, all 100 of them aren't going to be happy with everything, of course. But when there's, Again, when there's insensitivities and inequities being being done, um, you know, it makes it hard for uh, for the coach to, to be able to to get the optimal level uh, from his team and the optimal buy-in, which is all which are which are both needed. Um, unless you unless you address that and deal with it. Now, what what makes it the climate right now? Is, is is awesome, right? For somebody that wants to speak out, and uh, you know that that's that's just part of what's going on in the in the world. So, um, you know that that part is what it is. But uh, there's always been stuff going on, and there's always there's always been issues. One of my last questions here is that in just today. Uh, some group of CSU football seniors put out a statement um, in support of Adazio and the coaching staff and that they haven't seen these type of things go on, um, even kind of seem to take a little bit of a shot at a former coach, which I'm assuming they're referring to you due to the, the quotes. Um, 
why why can there be such wide ranging viewpoints of the program? Like just a few days ago, when the 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 allegations of the COVID issues came out, you had this handful of people that spoke anonymously, but then you had a lot of people, a lot of other players that came out and said, "What the heck are people talking about? This is complete opposite to what we're seeing." Um, and then in the case of what you've talked about, you know, these guys are pledging full support to the staff. They ha- they're saying they have not seen any of this stuff. Um, why, how can there be such varying viewpoints of of between coaches and players in 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 the same program and arrive at such different conclusions? Because we're in a a very politicized world right now. <laughs> just look at the just look at the a very simple thing like a mask <laughs> that that they're asking us to wear, right? If a mask is an issue. And, and, I, and I talk to this faction of people that says, oh, we don't need a mask. There's no, nothing to prove that a mask helps or whatever, whatever they want to say about it. Does, you know, I'm not wearing a mask. It's against my rights, right? I got a right not to wear it. So there's that. And then there's another side that says, well, if I wear a mask, it might help me. It might help protect people around me from me and vice versa. So I'll wear the mask. It's, you know, the, the leadership's uh, telling me to wear the mask. I'll wear the mask. You're telling me the numbers can be split on that, but then this issue comes up with, um, you know, with with the, with this program, and you're going to have similar, you're going to have similar numbers, a similar number split, right? Um, you know, the bottom line is, <laughs> uh, those guys, you know, if, if I'm if I'm a player right now, I'm scared to death. I'm not going to get to play this year, right? Uh, on the one hand, I'm scared to death. I'm not going to get to play. So anything that's going to keep me from playing, <laughs> it's, it's 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 working against me right now. So no matter what was said in the statement, I, I mean, I, I know where it's coming from. You know, I know what the place where it's coming from. I know that uh, if if anything was said about me, particularly, uh, I don't think any of those guys have an issue with me. Uh, I, I never found one of them that did, uh, and so that's fine. I, I, I get it. <laughs> you know, I, I'd be wanting to play my my senior year too, um, and so I, I get that. But you know, that's there's nothing I can do about where I am in this time and place. I, you know, I, it, it was out of my hands as to what happened in my situation as an employee there, and so. Therefore, here we are. Like, I, I, you know, there's nothing I can do to change that. But I can tell my story. I, I do have rights to that, and uh, and I will do that. So I've, I've got no, I've got no ill will to anybody uh, on the team that you know feels a certain way. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't think that I wouldn't think that they would tell me that they have an issue with me personal. Well, it sounds like, and I know the Colorado has been working on a piece, um, which kind of sparked some of this. So um, I guess we'll wait to hear what else comes out, who else is, is speaking on the record, what people have witnessed. Um, I appreciate you sharing, you know, this level of, of information and your, your thoughts. It, honestly, Anthony, this whole thing bums me out. You're, you've always been my favorite player. You were a legend at CSU. You put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the program as a player and a coach. 
I was certainly bummed when you were let go. I'm bummed to hear of these allegations. I'm bummed that some fans may look at you now uh, differently because you spoke out against the football program, the athletic department. Um, and like I just mentioned, players that mentioned it alluded to you in their statement today. But I do know that you love CSU. Um, I know that you're not a guy that would just throw stuff out there as a vendetta. And in fact, I know you were hesitant to even talk about them in the first place. But, um, you know, what it, it, what's the day been like for you since this all came out? I'm sure you've got a lot of phone calls. Um, I'm sure there's some mixed feelings, you know, because uh, it's a place you love. And uh, But what's it been like? I'll just tell you right now, for example, it's 12-21, and my phone's on 32%. <laughs> it, was, it was full at the beginning of the day. So let's just, let's just say that to begin with. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been crazy. Uh, I've texted and messaged and spoken to a lot of, a lot of folks over the last 24 hours, and likely is only going to get worse as more things come out, so, uh, or, or better, I should say. Because, again, to me, I'm, I'm doing nothing more than telling my story or my side of things um, that people, you know, uh, don't necessarily get to hear, didn't necessarily get to hear when I walked out, of, uh, you know, when I was asked to, to, to walk out of the door. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, those guys, to me, Joe Parker and, and Adazio, are not CSU guys, right? So they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they do, and they, they may get run out of here. They you know likely will, and and then you know guys like myself and another alums will be left to pick up the pieces of this program. Um, and I just don't want that. Whenever that happens, I don't want us to be in a in a much worse spot than we already are going into the whole situation. That was the whole reason why I tried to meet with Joe Parker to begin with. So. You know, I say that at the end of the day, I only want what's right for Colorado State. And, you know, uh, if somebody feels a certain way about how I went about it, that's their problem. I, You know, I'm good with what I'm doing. I sleep real well at night. So um, if they got something to say to me, they can come say it to me. Uh, don't tweet me if I don't know you. <laughs> you know, or if you ain't gonna put your name on it, don't tweet me because I, I I really could care less about that. My name is on my my name is on my Twitter account, so right. if you ain't gonna put your name on yours. Don't tweet. Well, Bud, I appreciate all your time and your viewpoints, and uh, obviously CSU needs to give their side of things as well um, at some point. I assume that that will happen, but. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that you and I had a chance to talk because we had talked a while back and I knew stuff was coming. And um, I, I just know that you are not the type of person that really wants to come out here and tear down your alma mater. I hope people realize that. And I you know, hope, I hope good comes from this, quite honestly. Appreciate that, Joe. And, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I just want, I just want uh, people to know what's going on in their program and um, at the end of the day, man, just, you know, I ask people to put themselves in my position and you tell me what you would have done, uh, you know, if you care about this place. So um, that's where I'm at. And I'm sure we'll speak again uh, uh, soon and, and we'll just go from there. All right, man. Thanks so much, man. We'll, t we'll talk. All right. Take care, Bill. See you, bud.
so there it is. A lot to think about there, and uh, I hope people, I hope people listen to what he has to say. I hope people um, also give Joe Parker and Coach Adazio and CSU a chance to tell their side of the story, and and uh, without just throwing barbs all over the place. Um, this is this is one side of the story, and I I have a great affinity for Anthony Hill. I have no doubt he believes these things, um, but you got to hear what's what uh, what the other viewpoints are as well. So uh, I definitely wanted to get him on because I know he was the first person that uh, was quoted in this whole thing, and wanted to clear up a few things that I had questioned and some questions that I saw on Twitter and on Ram Nation message boards. So I wanted to get those in front of him and let him speak about it. So not a great day, not a great day for CSU. I think there's unfortunately some ugliness to come and we can only hope that uh, somehow something good comes out of this and CSU gets back on track. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Mike and I will have a follow-up uh, reactionary uh, conversation here in the next couple days uh, and maybe I can air some some pieces and parts from the, the previous recording that we put together la- uh, yesterday. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support of Ram Nation. Let me remind you to please support our sponsors. That includes Mighty River Brewing Company that I mentioned earlier, as well as Ginger and Baker. They just opened the Cash restaurant again, uh, and they're seating people up on the rooftop, which is awesome. They're serving all the stuff from the Cash menu up on the rooftop. They're open Thursday to Saturday from 3 to 9 p.m. Um, seating is limited, though, so give them a call at 970-223-7437 to reserve your spot. Um, and obviously all the other, the cafe, market, the bakery, cop shop are, all, are open as well. You can order takeout uh, as well as their mix and match meal plans. So if you don't feel like cooking, go buy a, a free, free pack or a, a week long and uh, enjoy the delicious food that they've got there. So Ginger Graham is a is a great Ram Nation sponsor and, and a supporter. Please support her and the great people at Ginger Baker. Thanks for listening. I'm Joel Canalamessa. Have a good day.